Hello, my rebels. Today, I give you a bit of an Australian update. There's a lot of crazy things going on down there. The lockdown is, I think, the most extreme in the world. I used to say that about Montreal with its curfew at night, and I used to say that about some aspects of Alberta where they were jailing pastors. And I think those are two astonishing things, Toronto's year-long restaurant ban. But Australia has gone so far, you know, road check stops, Soldiers in the streets, 300 soldiers patrolling the city. What are they going to do? Shoot something? You know, use a missile? I don't get it. It's amazing and terrible and terrifying and atrocious. But there are little green shoots of hope, too. I'll give you two reasons to feel hopeful. That's ahead. Uh, there's a few videos I just really wish you could see. I know you're listening to the podcast. But if you get the video version of the podcast, we call it Rebel News Plus. It's the video version. It's just eight bucks a month. Go to rebelnews.com, click subscribe. There's, there's some things you have to see to believe. Um, some press scrums, a policeman. And then the last video today is just an incredible moving video about a protest in Sydney. So please consider becoming a video subscriber. Eight bucks a month. That's half the price of Netflix. Besides my daily show, you get Sheila Gunn Reed, David Menzies, and Andrew Chapados too. And of course, the eight bucks a month helps us stay independent. All right, folks, here's the podcast. Tonight, what on earth is happening in Australia? It's July 30th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. Australia thinks it can contain the virus because they're an island. They think if they're just strict enough, they can be saved from it. I'll show you some crazy footage in a moment, but let's go over some basics first. Our virus cannot be contained. It just can't be. Not when humans are around, because humans are social animals. We talk and gather and travel. Viruses have always been on the earth, always will be. If there were a nuclear holocaust, viruses would survive. It's super gross that China put an enormous effort into discovering new viruses going into caves, specifically looking for viruses that were hidden away, trapping bats and the ticks that live on them. This is a Chinese version of sort of National Geographic or something, a propaganda video, boasting about how China has discovered more viruses than the rest of the world combined. Yeah, thanks guys. But it's even grosser that China's virus research work is funded by the United States, including by Anthony Fauci, as the decider, not just any virus work, the work at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where Fauci paid China to research spreading viruses from animals to humans. How is he not in jail yet? That's biological warfare. You know what? Life goes on. Since time immemorial, plagues come. Read about it in the book of Exodus, the 10 plagues that God put on Egypt. Now, most of them were not literally plagues, turning the Nile River red as blood, for example, but one of the plagues was boils, another was lice, another was cattle disease. I'm going to guess that viruses were involved. Black death, the bubonic plague, we're learning a bit over the centuries about dealing with viruses, but they come and go over the millennia. Washing your hands was a pretty big breakthrough. 
keeping a sense of hygiene, making it so that rats don't fester, for example. But really, I think we're going to be okay. Science has come up with some vaccines over the years that seem to work. We've had decades to observe how some of those vaccines work and to weigh the inevitable side effects against the risk of the diseases themselves. Some inoculations have such a poisonous effect on your body, though, that doctors say you can't take them if you're pregnant or trying to get pregnant. It's just too dangerous for the baby. Uh, This is the CDC, Centers for Disease Control's own website, Which vaccines should I not get if I'm pregnant? Some vaccines are not recommended during pregnancy, such as HPV vaccine, measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine, live influenza vaccine, varicella, that's chickenpox, certain travel vaccines, yellow fever, typhoid fever, Japanese encephalitis. Note, these travel vaccines should generally not be given during pregnancy unless your healthcare provider determines the benefits outweigh the risks. Now, I know some malaria meds are the same way, uh, they're not vaccine, but they're meds. They, they save you from a disastrous disease of malaria, but they'll wreak havoc on you, including on your mental state. Now, we won't know for months, for years, really, the full side effects of the various COVID-19 vaccines. And they're each different. Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are the first ever mRNA vaccines, which are sometimes called gene therapy vaccines. There are about a half a dozen different COVID vaccines out there, including ones from China and Russia. It's too early to know how effective each vaccine is, and much too early to know what all the long-term side effects are. As we showed you the other day, so many things simply haven't even been tested yet, according to the vaccine makers themselves. The idea that I think maybe Justin Trudeau came up with of mixing and matching vaccines, that just hasn't been tested according to Pfizer, at least. Pregnancy, effect on women's fertility, Sorry, we just don't know yet. Not enough time has passed yet. But every day there are headlines about people who have been vaccinated, who follow the rules, and they're getting COVID-19 again, even seriously enough to be in the hospital again. So that affects the balance, right? If the vaccine doesn't really work well, it's less compelling to accept its side effects, especially now that we know much more about the disease of COVID-19 itself, that it really only goes after people in their 70s and 80s. If you're under 60, I saw these stats from Colby Kosh the other day. You have more than a 99.5% chance of survival. I remember when I was a kid and Dove Soap advertised that it was 99 and 44 one hundredths percent pure. That's pretty pure soap. It's not exactly yellow fever, the black plague, is it? So back to Australia, they've had extremely strict lockdowns. They've been trying to get the zero COVID thing. They won't even let tens of thousands of their own citizens come home to Australia. Forget about quarantining. They just won't let them back, which is odd because politicians seem to be able to travel as they want to because, you know, they're very important. We've told you about lockdowns in Australia, particularly in the state of Victoria, which is in the southeast of the country, covering the city of Melbourne. Their premier there is literally a communist sympathizer. I don't say that as an insult. But rather as a description, he went to Communist China to sign a secret treaty with them. Again, I'm not calling it secret as some sort of slur. He refused to reveal the details of his treaty that he signed on behalf of his state. How does that even work? He's not even the prime minister, the foreign minister of Australia. He's just a really huge fan of Communist China. That's Dan Andrews. So he presided over the worst of the lockdowns, road checkpoints to stop you from traveling more than a few kilometers away from your house, riot police charging, 
at any protesters. Mask insanity, just absolutely nutty, like these cops who wouldn't respect a woman's mask exemption. So they stole her bag and took it off the train. So she had to get off the train, too. I'm not sure if that was in the state of Victoria, but I assume it was. They've been the worst. But now other states in Australia are in lockdown, too, just for a handful of cases, like three cases, um, including New South Wales, which is the state where the major city of Sydney is located. And it's actually under kind of martial law now. 300 soldiers have joined police to patrol the streets. They're enforcing emergency laws that essentially put the public under house arrest. I actually think that meets a definition of martial law. And listen to this guy and look at his face. I tell you, if this video I'm about to show you were in grainy black and white footage, and if he had a German accent, would he not be indistinguishable from a Nazi Gestapo officer? Again, I'm not name calling. I'm asking you to assess the similarities and differences besides the color footage and the accent here. Strike force season has continued to investigate offenses committed last Saturday through an unauthorized protest. So far, police have arrested over 60 people and charged them, as well as issuing 148 infringement notices. We made it very clear on that day that type of protest would not be tolerated. We made it very clear, and I think the community has made it very clear, that that type of action won't be tolerated. We're certainly in possession of information that people are considering a follow-up protest to that conducted last Saturday. Can I say to you that we have deployed significant intelligence assets and other police methodology has been deployed to gather as much information about those activities as possible. Nothing has changed. Now is not the time to conduct unauthorised protests. Police are well prepared, well resourced and we will not tolerate those types of actions. What we've demonstrated over the last week is even where action is not taken on the day, we will follow it up and you will receive the appropriate punishment. Can I say to those people out there who are doing the right thing, thank you, but we certainly know that there continues to be people who flout the health orders. Now is the time to ensure that you comply with it. Police are present right across the greater metropolitan area in significant numbers and will continue to be so. It's important that we work together. It's important that people comply and stay home unless absolutely necessary. That is atrocious, but however bad it is, the media party wants it worse. Look at this, look at these hounds demanding house arrest, random searches, house to house, no search warrants. I'm serious, put that in German, house to house, warrantless searches. I'm sorry, that's, that's what the Nazis did. Getting told households, the big problem, are you gonna be going suburb to suburb, street to street, door to door, knocking on these and actively looking for people who are in the wrong house and finding them on the spot. Yeah, look, absolutely. Overnight, we conducted hundreds of checks. Door -door. Door -door. You say, what about, yeah, yeah to Liz's question, sure. random door-to-door -door checks, not just close contacts, people in these LGAs, people where you think, uh, people in areas where you think the virus is spreading in households. You have to come down hard. Curfews, bring in the army or the ring of steel, are any of those off the table at this point? Um, nothing is off the table between... Will you change the rule to prevent, uh, to, to, to limit the table for compassionate reasons basic, to justify... There are one or two guys in the mainstream media on TV down there who are lockdown skeptics. I think it's just two, uh, which is two more than in Canada. Is there anyone on TV in Canada who's a lockdown skeptic? Let me know if you can think of one. Alan Jones is the name of this guy. And the fact that he dares 
to have a different point of view. Well, watch this. You literally have the rest of the mainstream media, all the reporters tattling on him to politicians. It's so weird. These so-called reporters aren't speaking truth to power. They're not holding power to account. They're not acting as watchdogs or even as an informal opposition. They're not watchdogs. They're lapdogs for the powerful. They're happy to be attack dogs against any journalists who leave the narrative. Will you change the rule, Minister, uh, to make sure that... um, Minister, sorry, James. (laughs) Um, There's been a number of commentators, one in particular who's called into question the need for a lockdown, called into question the expertise of the health (coughs) chief health officer. What do you say to um, people like Alan Jones who've made those comments publicly and keep repeating them? That's insane. Nearby, New Zealand is even crazier, of course. Their prime minister, Jacinda Ardern, is actually a communist sympathizer, too. She used to run the Socialist International Youth. Again, close friends with China, donations from China. And since New Zealand's even a smaller island, even more isolated, they've really been trying to do this zero COVID thing, which means they throw the whole place into a lockdown if there's a single outbreak, which means you'll never get herd immunity. You'll never be free. You'll never move on. You'll never be able to open up and travel and live normally again. It just won't work. But she won't actually let anyone say that or talk about that. Um, she won't let anyone hear that. Remember this? She says the only people you should even listen to in New Zealand are the government. Who says that? We will share with you the most up-to-date information daily. You can trust us as a source of that information. Uh, you can also trust the Director General of Health and the Ministry of Health. For that information, do feel free to visit at any time to clarify any rumour you may hear, covid19.govt.nz. Otherwise, dismiss anything else. We will continue to be your single source of truth. We will provide information frequently. We will share everything we can, uh, everything you are, else you see, um, a grain of salt. Uh, and so I really ask people to focus The most egregious example of that appears to be this text which originated in Malaysia and has kind of a, has become a viral hoax in Australia and in New Zealand. How irresponsible is it the people that are sharing that news of a lockdown imminent in New Zealand? Yeah, and, and look, that's the kind of thing that adds um, to the anxiety that people feel. So I continue to share the message. New Zealanders must prepare. But do not panic. Prepare. And and when you see those messages, remember that unless you hear it from us, um, it is not the truth. And I really ask people, just visit um, uh, covid19.govt.nz. It has all of the up-to-date information. And we will continue to provide everything you need to know. Well, back to Australia for a bit. Victoria State, where communist Dan Andrews is running the show. A lovely woman named Carrie Cotterill put on her face mask and went outside for a walk, which is permitted under the lockdown for exercise. But she made a cute little sign that said toot to boot and then a picture of Dan Andrews. So toot is in honk your horn. That's it. And she was by herself. And then a squad of police swarmed her and specifically said, you can't protest Dan Andrews. You don't have to say I do anything. Anything you say I do is being recorded. Can you use this evidence? Do you understand that? That's fine. So I believe for reason your answer your concern with messages. That's fine. The, uh, directions the chief health officer during stage four lockdowns. Do you understand what the four things... Well, you're not 1.5 metres from me, so you're actually no, breaking it. Due to the heavy traffic, I'm a bit closer right now whilst we're wearing our masks so that we can effectively communicate. 
communicate. Okay, but you're still not 1.5 metres, no, which is... 1.5 metres, we probably wouldn't be able to communicate very well, and I'd like you to be able to hear me, and I'd like to be able to hear what you say as well. Okay. Well, I'm going for a walk, so... That's okay. I'm allowed to wear this, aren't I? They really just said that. The guy really is a communist, isn't he? I'm using words like Nazi and communist a lot. I, I don't often say that literally, but I think Nazis and communists are similar creatures. They're authoritarian bullies who do not believe in civil liberties or dissent. I, I, I think that's what we're seeing here. I mean, get this. And frankly, I don't even, I don't, I, to, seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. Yeah. Well, a lot of them. then, well, good on them, except... It's illegal. Did you see that? He said you can't protest him. You can't. He just says that. Well, you know what? We helped Carrie Cotterill. Our Australian viewers crowdfunded a lawyer for her, but not just to fight her fine, but to challenge the whole thing in the Supreme Court of Victoria. And wouldn't you know it, the past two days, that's what's been happening down in Melbourne with an amazing lawyer, Kathleen Foley, Harvard-trained, top-notch. I think we've got a real, real chance down there. There's one more day of hearings on Monday in Melbourne, which is Sunday night in Canada. You can actually watch it on the internet if you're curious. It's pretty exciting, I gotta say. Watching a top lawyer grill World Health Organization public health officers? You can find that at SaveVictoria.com. I'm so proud that Avi Yamini led the fight on that and that our Australian viewers crowdfunded the lawsuit. You know, that's our Canadian tactics being replicated down under. I love it. I think we have a chance of winning that case, though I know judges are loath to oppose governments, even though this emergency seems to be a permanent emergency now. But let me leave you with some hope. Instead of an interview today, I'm going to play this whole video now. It's from Australia. There's no reporter in it. This is from Sydney, not Melbourne. There's no reporter, just a camera and a soundtrack and the backdrop, the setting of Sydney and tens of thousands of ordinary Sydney siders, as they're called, doing what Dan Andrews and Victoria and the media party and the World Health Organization told them they can't do. They're going out to speak for their freedom. I've watched this video now four times. It's so beautiful to me. I think the absence of a reporter actually makes it purer in a way. It's just the people just speaking from the heart about why they love Australia and why they are despairing at what's happening, but why they will protest anyways. I really love this, and it gave me a little bit of hope too. So let me play for you this video in full. To be honest with you, I, I didn't know that today was going to be running at all. I was um, going for a drive and I heard on the radio that there was a few roads blocked and some protesting going on. Now, I have no idea who organised this today because there's way too many people here for it to be sudden. We heard about this not from the TV but through word of mouth. Word of mouth spreads faster than the news. When I saw that in the street, I was almost crying. It was extraordinary when we saw people just coming out of every side street out onto the park. We're here today to represent the people that don't have the courage to come out and stand up for their rights. We're the voice for everyone. It's very simple. Welcome to the socialist nation of Australia. We won't let that happen. There's only one right here and it's called freedom. Freedom. Freedom of choice. 
freedom of speech. And some people have been arguing for years about it's my body, my choice. freedom we are meant to mix we are meant to move around and we are stopped by all this propaganda now there's going to be a segregation a divide this is not okay we deserve a choice not manipulation and bullying like <sighs> why is this much force on something. Anything that is good for us should be out of our own free will. We're living in a time where we're being bullied by the media bureaucrats and we shouldn't be. I mean, who gets to dictate that? Any dissenting type narrative has been blocked from the media and anyone who talks negatively about lockdowns and all that appears to be blocked. Facebook will tell you it's potentially misleading information. It's not even up for discussion. They feel entitled to put all these things in place without public debate going on. It's all you know, under the guise of public health, anti-terrorism. Anyone who has a critique of the government is labelled a terrorist in this kind of climate. It's really concerning. Because I'm a disability nurse and I'm going to lose the job that I love of nine years because they're mandating this within the health industry. So many people in my industry are on board with me. I'm in health care, so that for me is a no-no. Don't force it on people. You want to take it, take it. What's the point? Like, who cares about it, man? Australia's a free country, man. It's a beautiful country. They're ruining our country. Who's going to pay the bills? Who's going to pay the mortgage? The bank still wants their money. There's no hope for the younger generation locking us down. There's no hope for anyone. People are dying from suicide and depression. You don't hear about that, do you? happen to the suicide rates as the time goes by? What's going to happen to the people who can't afford to pay their rent? What's going to happen to the people who don't have the, the freedom of medical choice? We're all just out here trying to get our jobs back, trying to get our lives back. You know, two weeks to slow the spread or 18 months and we'll just keep ticking over as long as we feel like. It felt like about 10 million people, but realistically it was probably about 10,000. The whole of Broadway was shut down. Yeah, we're all moving in one direction. Men with drums, megaphones, you know, lots of signage. I've come here today to join with these tens of thousands of people for our freedom, for our right to choose. And so I'm hoping that this is enough to at least spark a discussion, an open discussion. Even if it's one person's reality and another person's reality, that we can come together and dialogue about it. I'm just another member of society that would like to protest against this infringement of our freedoms. Both of us are holistic uh, health practitioners and we just had enough of this business of knowing what's wrong for our clients and for people's well-being in relation to mask mandates. Most of us have to follow along with this narrative just to keep practicing. And the other thing is, uh, you know, we're, we're standing in freedom, um, not just for ourselves, but for everyone. We stand in peace and in love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically here only because we had enough of the government lying to us. We have enough that people are believing the government and watching the zombie TV every single day. And we have to be free. We have to have a choice of freedom. So let's just everyone open their eyes and actually find the right information. The information is open for you.
think we have the right to protest in this country, special. We came to this country, I came here, she was born here, to have a freedom. We didn't have any freedom in our country. How come Black Lives Matter protests happened and it was allowed? That's my concern. Why is that allowed and why is this not allowed? This is freedom of speech, this is freedom for our rights. Whatever religion you are, we should come together and stand together. Enough is enough. Exactly. This is not democracy country anymore. Listen people, wake up. Just don't be, don't be scared. Whatever they say, do not be afraid. That's the main part. That's what they want to kill us with, with fear. We don't even need seven news, nine news. It's all fake, fake media, fake news. With the things that are being put in place, it seems quite clear that we're not a free country anymore. And that's really disturbing. Anyone who's, you know, survived um, communist regimes and things like that, it, there are very telling signs with what's going on now that are concerning for the future. Once they put these things in place, you know, how can they bring things back from this? Uh, look, a generation ago, our mothers and fathers fought and died to preserve our freedoms. You know, a generation ago, we thought it was worth sacrificing millions of lives for the sake of preserving those freedoms. Now we throw away those freedoms for the sake of preserving lives. Presumably, we don't want to live in a country where they, they have electronic surveillance on you, where they can tell you when you come in and when you go out, whether you can go to work, who you can associate with, you know, whether you're able to embrace people. I've lost a good friend to the virus, not in Syria, not in Australia. I've known seven people who've suicided over this period. The real cost of, of the lockdowns, I, I don't believe, I've never believed that what is driving government policy is primarily a concern for our health. If it was, there would be more account taken at the other side of that equation, of the cost of lockdowns, the cost on mental health, the cost on jobs, the rise in domestic violence, all the associated ills which the government will never be held responsible for but which are real and which are damaging and which are destroying us and destroying our community. And I think this is what these lockdowns do. They strip, up, strip us of our humanity. They break down community and they destroy the country we fought for, the country we love, the values we cherish. Um, we need to stand up and fight, not violently, but we need to be ready to have violence done to us, I suspect, by police and, and others. We've got to be ready to count the cost, as our mothers and our fathers did when they fought to give us these freedoms. It's time for us now to stand up and fight to preserve them. Australia's gone mad. You know, I, I tell you, I've been here in our office, in our studio, watching the lockdowns unfold. And it was so harsh in Australia and the UK first. While it was sort of normal in Canada for about six months, nine months, it took us almost a year to get as bad as them. Then they loosened up and now they've gone absolutely mad. 300 soldiers in the streets in Sydney. I don't know how that's going to end. What happens if you have 10,000, 20,000 people in the street? Are they going to just do a Tiananmen Square on them. I know that sounds insane to say, but you do have the communists in charge. You do have the police in the streets. You do have stay-at-home orders. What's going to happen? I don't know. It's madness. That's our show for today. Until next time, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night.
and keep fighting for freedom.